Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Autograph Your Podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. We are proud to introduce you to Mr. Matthew Mays. We came to learn of Matt through his work he's done with Black Lung Brewing, which is a new brewery that's uh, on the rise. They reached out to us and introduced us, and we've been following them along and really enjoying the work that Matt's doing for them. It was really just a good opportunity to, to talk to him, learn about his story, many different roles and hats that he's playing in life, and just how he has a unique perspective on things. He's an activist. You know, father, engineer, designer, Bama boy, just uh, just good people. So, really enjoy this one. Even got to, you know, involve his uh, his son a little bit in the background. You know, we uh, we always appreciate that. You know, you probably heard my boys been on a few episodes voluntarily and involuntarily in the background, and just uh, I don't know, it's just an all around all around you know better experience when you know you you do it. And the kids see, it. and I know my boys see me setting up here and getting ready. That they 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 love it, and they want to get on the mic as much as possible. So, who knows? Maybe they'll start doing their own podcast. We have a we're bouncing around an idea for for something with them that we've been working on for a little bit since the summertime. So we'll see if that that takes off. But if you want to follow along with Matt's work, you can do so on Instagram, Matt Mays with one T. So don't fuck it up and spell it wrong. M A T M A. Y-E-S on Instagram and also Black Lung Brewing, blacklungbrewing.com. You'll find out about that unique name, the logo that Matt made, and just kind of uh, some of the cool stuff they're doing over there. And, uh, you know, make sure you tell them that we uh, we sent you along. So what is new? What is new? What is new? I don't know. A lot going on. I know you're concerned about the new job, and the new job is going wonderful. We just had a great weekend. You know, we got President's Day off, which was amazing. And uh, spend in Vermont. You may saw some of our pictures. We'll post some more. If you are looking for a really cool beer getaway, uh, we're kind of helping to promote uh, this wonderful house that a friend of mine has. It's kind of in the Waitsfield area near Lawson's. And it was just a great experience to get away. It was beautiful. It was about two and a half acres. And just an all-around you know, good time. And with experiences like that, I always you know, bring some special brews and just try to share them. We had some friends with us, and it's just, um, again, we we say that a lot, but it's really important for us, and really hopefully it resonates with you that beer is meant to be shared. Don't be a hoarder. Pop them while you can. Live today to the fullest. You know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, you know, put things in perspective. And it is a, it's a beautiful day. So, you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. You can find us online at 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then use the hashtag tic-tac-toe pound sign. You can see all the amazing artists on the rise, some previous guests, just some fans of the show, and just uh, all around be a part of the community, participate, and we thank you in advance for that. So what's coming up down the pike? We're trying to figure out a way to do the Art of Craft Beer Photography. We did tease that a few weeks back. Um, we are going to be participating in Philly Beer Week. So we're having the Art of Craft Beer Philly. You know, more information about that will be coming out in the coming weeks. 
Uh, coming up at the end of March here in Connecticut is the Connecticut uh, Brewers Guild Craft Beer uh, Festival. So we will be hopefully be on with some tickets for that to give away. And then uh, I think we're tentatively scheduled to, to head down the other half in the beginning of March for Pastry Town. Those are uh, Pastry Town is tentative. And well, like I said, hopefully we'll have some tickets for the, the Brewers Guild Fest. Uh, to give away this past week i was uh participated was on the uh, heavy drinking podcast there's some local guys here in the area that have just a killer setup they're just basically getting together laughs making jokes a lot of dick jokes and just um it's just uh a good crew and so it was a lot of fun and we cracked some beers that i've been meaning to try um Moves Like Jaggery and Barrel Age Moves Like Jaggery, which was a collaboration with Jay Wakefield and Southern Gris, and it was pretty phenomenal because we don't usually talk about the beer, but it was just such a different uh, experience and taste. It tasted kind of like a flan-type dessert, and it was really an interesting flavor profile. So if, uh, yeah, if you can see if you see that one wherever you are, I'm not sure if it came out in Tennessee or came down in Miami, but it was uh, it was definitely really interesting and uh Really excited, so got that going. What else? We're heading to uh, to Las Vegas in a couple couple days next week uh, for some work related stuff, and then Brooklyn uh, later in the month, and then Chicago uh, in April. So the new gig is going well. We're a little bit busy, so we're, we're trying to get season fourteen lined up. And we're also trying to finish some of our final uh, interviews for season thirteen. So we're gonna just get right into it. Like I said before, episode one hundred and forty seven. Whew. That is just crazy to me. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mr. Matthew Mays. This is a good story. Very laid back. He's got a real soothing voice. Goes good with a nice strong drink. Just a real passionate man. You can tell he probably isn't. You know, he's got so many different hats and so many perspectives, and he's just trying to learn and enjoy and figure out life and humanity and just be all around good people. So I feel like we just cracked the surface with him and hopefully, you know, we'll get the opportunity in person in the future to, to sit down and dive in and kind of really get at it. But it's just, uh, it was a good experience and it's always nice when somebody, you know, makes himself available and shares their, their passion, their beliefs. And, you know, and also, we you know we also came to learn that he's a, a vet. So you know, we thank him once again for his service. Uh, we weren't aware of that originally, but uh, it's just been you know wonderful. Uh, all of the great guests we've had that made that you know the ultimate sacrifice. And you know, whether you wherever you fall on the spectrum, you know, politically and you know your beliefs, you know, these people are out there doing it you know, for us and you know putting you know country above all. So it's it's pretty amazing. No doubt about that. So let's get into it. Episode 147, Mr. Matthew Mays, Black Lung Brewing, right here on the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Very excited to have with us today, Mr. Matthew Mays, checking in from Kenosha, Wisconsin. We came to learn of Matt through his work with Black Lung Brewing which we have to find out about that name, which uh, it's been bothering us for a little while in a positive way. Uh, but you can follow Matt and his his work. Uh, he's a father, tattoo artist, engineer, political activist. So we're going to dabble our toes in all those puddles and ponds today. And uh, M-A-T-M-A-Y-E-S on Instagram. And then it's just like it sounds, Black Lung Brewing. And then Black Lung Brewing 
com. So thanks so much for uh, making the time today, Matt. I know uh, scheduling has made it a little difficult, so I apologize for that. That is, I, I, I said it before, that's the hardest part of this whole thing. It's not finding amazing artists and people and people willing to talk. It's like this, it's logistics. So I, I need to, if you're out there and listening, you want to be an, a scheduling intern, I would appreciate it. Um, I, I don't know what we can pay you yet, but <laughs> we would appreciate it. So, so Matt, you're, uh, you know, you're, the, the, it was kind of cool because Black Lung is pretty new. So that's how we came to learn of you. We'll tease that, but really want to you wear uh, a lot of different hats so i'm very curious especially someone who started uh you know guys first tattoo and is jones and to get you know tattoos two through ten now um you know, kind of what's your what's your what's your story i mean tattoo artist engineer political activist and artist those are like four separate people so that's kind of like your your voltron yeah, yeah, you know transformer that's... moment so you, yeah you're definitely uh <laughs> yeah you're definitely yeah. all over well, uh, I, for when I when I was working in tattoo shops, a lot of my, my friends, uh, I, I had a lot of Alice in Wonderland tattoos, so the they all called me the Hatter, and uh, so I guess I just like a little different hats. <laughs> I'm uh, well, I don't know. Art has always been kind of reflexive for me, you know, like uh, as long as I could remember, I've drawn and painted and things like that, you know. And, and I could eat in early school, like when we had art class and things like that, the teacher would just be like, oh, you just do whatever, you know, <laughs> like everybody else, you have assignments and you can just do what you want. And uh, so it's always been like that. I've just always turned to art and uh, I was in the Air Force for a long time uh, and uh, well, not a long time, just a one term, but the. Uh, during that time, I painted several murals around base and things like that. And it was during that time I learned how to tattoo. Um, I started hanging out in the shops off the base there in Shepherd Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, Texas. And, and uh, yeah, then I, well, I actually had gone in to get a tattoo. One of the artists there, uh, he looked through my art pad and he was like, oh, you ever thought about doing tattoos? And I was like, well, I'm in the Air Force. I have some spare time, you know. Uh, so then I... I don't know. I always really liked uh, the work of uh, Salvador Dali and Ralph Steadman's a big influence of mine. And he does say, well, his artwork is used extensively for anything associated with the uh, fear and loathing and all that stuff. Uh, Flying Dog Brewery, I believe. It's called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, Hunter S. Thompson is always an interesting point at the uh, for me and so that's how I became exposed to Ralph Stedman and I like how he uses uh, kind of a blend of sloppy watercolor and ink, pen and ink and uh, and then uh, with a dabbles of uh, realism you know like he'll have like a fantastically detailed skull with just a sloppy drawn arm and some flung paint and things like that and uh, so that's been a huge influence on my artistic perspective uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like art. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Batman's a robot, apparently. Nice. So, again, thank you for your service. I, I was I didn't wear you were a military guy, so uh, we uh, you know, thanks for thanks for for that. You know, we've had a few vets uh, on on the podcast before, so it's uh it's kind of a mini uh, subset of the of the audience we've had so yeah again thank you for that and it's, 
I find tattoos amazing because just the 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 finite ma- nature of it just you, know, you make a mistake or whatever and it's it's there and the, the level of detail and shadow you can get with the needles is just really uh I know it's crazy to me was that was that hard to do I mean how, how, that's a that's a huge transition from doing paintings and murals I feel is that's you know how how is that Oh well really uh it's one of my favorite things like uh, I have a lot of favorite mediums I like watercolor and pen and ink is my favorite but uh just to right alongside of that is uh, tattooing because of the level of detail. Like you can get a, a single needle, you know, and, and get in there with as much detail as you want. And uh, I really like uh, some of the new technology in tattooing. Like there are these traditional machines that use these uh, coils uh, to, you know, kind of teeter-totter the armature bar up and down to push the needle. But now they have these rotary machines that are really impressive and you can set them uh, with all these different settings and it's, uh, very, very detailed and, uh, smooth, like, and they don't vibrate. They don't make that loud sound that everybody's used to, you know, you know, uh, so that's another thing that draws people towards them. And, uh, I don't know. Um, I really enjoy, uh, a lot of different aspects of tattooing from the way that the black and the gray washes come out to also, uh, how you can, uh, drop, tons of white and, and lighter shades in there and they just really pop yeah how many tattoos you got i'm fairly covered in tattoos but <laughs> I, i've always aspired i've always aspired to be a a doctor uh so um, all of my tattoos are strategically placed uh so i if i have uh, my business professional clothes on you would never know that I have a single tattoo, even though I have one on my face, but it's a, it's a black light tattoo. So it only shows up under a black light. No shit. There you go. I was like, uh, I was like, the face is gonna be hard to hide, Matt. So yeah, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty badass. What's on your face? Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, it's like a travel design that, uh, I turned my, it, it's my initials that I turned into a travel design that curls into a pentagram around the Kind of like a Mike Tyson looking tattoo, but it goes around my eye and up onto my temple. No shit. <clears throat> That's a first. You're, you're the first black light tattooed guy I've met. So there you go. Or that I know about, actually. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they just didn't share. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, they're just they're just everywhere. So. That's yeah, that that's awesome. So how did you again? Uh, Black Lung Brewing is out of uh, Illinois. It's kind of cool. They started tagging us with your stuff, and we were really mm-hmm. following along and trying to figure out, you know, just this new brewery and what they were doing. And you know, the, the labels were awesome. So how did you come to to team up with with Black Lung? Well, uh, Josh and I have been. He's the uh, owner and the the president and brewmaster over there, and he uh, he and I have been friends for a long, long time. Uh, we were in a few bands together. We started out in, uh, cause I, that's how I came to Wisconsin. Originally I'm from Alabama. Uh, well, I grew up in Alabama. I was born in New Orleans, but, uh, I moved up here on a whim after I got out of the air force just to join a band. And, uh, one of the bands I became involved in was facing infinity. And, uh, that was, uh, Josh was the guitarist for that band. And uh, that band didn't live very long, but uh, then we went to one uh, called Yellowhead, and um, that's uh, 
that's where we spent a lot of time. We played a lot of shows and uh, our, I always did all the artwork for the band. And, and so Josh was looking for a logo and he was like, oh, well, I know a guy. I've got a guy. I've got a guy. Yeah, I think the band, kind of the DIY nature of being in a band, you barely get enough money for, for gas or beer. So mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like everyone kind of has to like okay you're you're the merch person and you know and you're the you're the the flyer guy yep. and whatever and you know okay I so I used to do website because yeah I used to manage a, a a band and that's really what it was it was like okay who's willing to do three more other things than they normally do and it became me and the guitar mm-hmm. player basically just running the business aspect of it <clears throat> yeah yeah because that's pretty much how it goes I mean well and yeah the uh, that was actually like, I don't know, a lot of people come to their conclusions on what they're going to name their band, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and and uh, for me, it was, I was at the time I was working in a machine shop and uh, we were making these uh, parts for Caterpillar for tractors and things like that. And uh, with the way we had to stack them, they were, they were shaped like an H, but you had to interlock them uh, when you put them in a pallet and it was a, it looked like a Y and an H. I was like, well, what can I make with a Y and an H? Because you can interlock them like that, and the, the pattern looks cool, you know. And uh, and then we came up with Yellowhead, uh, you know, uh, cowardly leaders or, uh, you know, people uh, being led by those with little uh, integrity, I suppose. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, on the polio beer, Yellow Belly, which is the, you know, the one that everyone... Thinks you know if you don't know at first what it's about, you think it's a racist beer. But yeah, it's uh yeah, I I, I agree. We got a lot of that uh a lot of that happening right now. So uh, now more than ever. But. Yeah. So what what yeah. so you came you you just moved for the band. You're like okay, I'm gonna be in a band and just packed up and you just there, now you're there. How long? <laughs> How long have you been there since that? Yeah. Season? Oh, um, let's see. That was <laughs> two thousand. Nice seven or. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah, right. But I moved away and came back several times. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you you still have a little of uh, your southern draw, but it's not. It's like southern draw with a Midwest kind of a overlay. <laughs> yeah, well, it gets worse when I start drinking. Like <laughs> all of my friends up here call me like, Bama because they always sell me in the bar, and then <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Matt, just well, say something." Yeah, right, just, like, just well talk. Lit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's so great. That's so great. Do you still play? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the way I came to it, well, one day I was sitting on my porch playing my guitar, and the guy across the street was sitting on the porch playing his bass, and that's how I came to move up here. Uh, he was like, hey, I'm playing a bass. And I was like, hey, I'm playing a guitar. And uh, But I also recorded a lot of stuff. Uh, we I got into an acoustic band uh, called Roughly Equivalent, and it's uh, largely political we got uh we got an ep recorded uh out of uh north central studios here in chicago land and uh and that got pitched to sony and it's very heavily political it's nice uh i've always dabbled in the music and i've got a lot of stuff that i write and i would still write and record my own songs so i can play you know everything i, I sing in all the bands but i also can play guitar and bass and drums and keyboard and all that stuff. So the Mad Hatter has multiple musical talents as well. So yeah, I definitely uh, you got you got labeled pretty the, the pretty spot on there. Yeah, yeah, it's just always struggling for self-expression. You know, that's all it's about. 
Yeah. Uh, but even even my ambitions in uh, psychology and uh, seeking to get my doctorate and everything is just so that I can understand humans because uh, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. You know, so you you, you want to find ways to associate and and to better understand them. And it's like when I weigh my own objective opinions and the way that I view the world, and I want to juxtapose this to what I believe other people think and feel, and it's not always consistent. And so you seek to understand every avenue you can. So I also write. I've I've been working on a book. I've been published a few times. Uh, I proposed some pretty interesting studies in my psychology work, and I've uh, spoken uh, before the Senate, and uh, like with my political page, Let the Revolution Begin Peacefully, of course, I organized a protest in D.C. in 2012, and uh, we marched on the Capitol. We marched from the White House to the Capitol, and I got interviewed by the Russian news that day, and of course, they were the only ones that covered it because they're trying to you know so discontent or whatever <laughs> yeah that's very exciting that you, <clears throat> was that now what given like all the, the political nature of where things are now what what was the process like for going before the senate did you know the questions they're going to ask you how do they brief you ahead of time or is it just uh you go there and uh, well, they, it was, they check your statements no, uh, well, I actually wrote the, the speech that I gave like on the spot while I was waiting for my turn to speak. Uh, the uh, it was the Senate committee in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, uh, it was 2011, and uh, Scott Walker had just passed his uh, union busting bill, and I was a union steward. And um, so the uh, busters of us, there were, you know, if you look at the the news in that area area of time the, there's lots of protests that last weeks and weeks and hundreds of thousands of people went to madison and protested scott walker for trying to bust up the unions and uh i was one of the first people into the rotunda at the capitol there and i was leading chants in the middle you know standing on the ground floor and there's like this huge towering circular building and uh like i have a very loud voice i can shout very loudly <laughs> and uh and so it was echoing up through the chambers, and the person just walks up to me and says, hey, uh, you, you know, you should speak uh, at the Senate committee upstairs, and gives me the sleep of paper, and I went up there and signed up. But it, it turned it, – it was like some kind of a filibuster is what they were doing. They were trying to filibuster the um, the legislation. And as a result, they wanted a public filibuster, and they were having as many people speak uh, as they could uh, against this legislation. And then I believe the the list of names, it was the longest public filibuster in history, and the list of names of people that spoke went to the Smithsonian, I believe. So I think my name might be there. That's what I've heard. I never verified that, but that's I've been told that. <laughs> That'd be a good fun fact. You, should, you definitely should uh, look into that. Go and go f- go find it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, hey, I'm in the Smithsonian. That's pretty cool. Call the Smithsonian. Yeah. <clears throat> excellent, excellent. So we'll go back to we'll go back to Black Lung. Uh, how is how is the process work with coming up with labels for them? Kind of first, let's step back. What what kind of like what are you using to create your 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 art and your designs? Are you an all digital guy? Are you a you paint and draw uh, and scan uh, watercolor. It yeah, and yeah. Scan it I usually do like about yeah, I usually do ten or so sketches and then I'll uh do some watercoloring and 
you know, the whole time me and Josh are bouncing things off of each other. And, uh, usually he comes to me with a name or an idea or a concept. And, uh, so I guess in that respect, the tattooing really helps with it because I'm used to people coming to me and say, Hey, I have this idea and it won't come out. And, you know, and I know I want these elements, uh, what can you give me, you know? And so, uh, I usually start from there and we just collaborate on it and, then when we get to a kind of a form that we like, then I'll say, all right, well, I'm going to do a final draft and I'm going to paint it and watercolor. And then I'll stand it in the computer where I can kind of manipulate colors and add some like framing and stuff like that. And usually uh, Josh does the kind of graphic design portion of like the placement of the words, you know, and stuff like that. I usually pick out the text because I want it to match the picture. And okay. then, um, I'll supply him with a, a font and, and then he usually does the rest. He, he's, uh, he was also a, a design engineer for a long time before he got into his trade. And uh, so I guess we had that in common. We're, we're very similar people, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you moved you moved your your whole life up there to to be in the band with him. So that's uh, that just shows what, what good friends you guys are too. So the fact you get to work together in another craft is pretty pretty awesome. So how much time do they give you? Okay. So. They, you know, hey Matt, we have a new new beer coming out. We need a label in X number of mm -hmm. weeks. How much time? How much time are you getting to to kind of create? Uh, usually, it's a couple weeks. Uh, like I have a couple more that I'm working on right now. Uh, two more just came out uh, this past week, and then uh, and then uh, we have uh, two more coming up. And he, you know, just a few weeks ago was like, hey, I'm expecting these. Uh, these beers to be ready in a couple of weeks. What can you do? You know, and that's pretty much how we work. Uh, I, after I watercolor and uh, pen and ink and everything, I scan it into the computer, like I said, and manipulate everything there. And we have a Dropbox and all that. Cool. Now, from like from an ideation standpoint, do you base the, the like the watercolors how vivid or bright they are based on the style of beer? Like, do you have, is it if it's like an IPA or something? Mm -hmm. Is it more? Is it brighter yeah. versus like a, if it's a dark beer? You use kind of darker a darker palette. Do you do you play up that level or mm -hmm. how how do you come up with what you're doing? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so like, uh, so one good example a lot one of the labels that a lot of people liked uh, was uh, for your what hurts is the name of the beer, and uh, it's got like a, a skeleton with a big mustache and he's like working on a machine. And um, it's all very dark tones and stuff like that. It's a Russian imperial style. So I put like the, a big mustache on him, like a Stalin mustache. And he's a, you know, and it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek statement, like, you're, what hurts? Like, you're complaining, you know. And then Josh usually writes, writes a little blurb that goes on the side and uh, has, you know, plagues on the title, you know. And, uh, and that's a, a Russian imperial style uh, with coffee, I believe. So it... It, uh, the colors, the, the palette is very dark and uh, black base, you know. Uh, whereas, uh, like one that came out recently, uh, was this Sycamore Timber. It has, uh, it's like a tree with like cloudy background and uh, blue, and it's an IPA. Uh, it had vanilla and cashmere, and I, I like I wanted to get across the summery, you know, kind of uh, like a refreshing beer, you know, rather yeah. than a stout or something like that 
and then usually a lot of my influence on the subject matter will come from uh what the flavor he wants is or or uh the the ingredients you know yeah uh, yeah it's it's really uh it's really interesting so it's definitely it's uh, it's it's really cool back batman is a robot you're listening to episode 147 of the 16 ounce canvas featuring matthew mays from bama now he's up north doing his thing working on his doctorate being an engineer being a father being an artist being a creator being a musician being a designer just being a good fucking human being and uh yeah, like I said, really enjoy it. Nice to talk to him. Really enjoy what he's doing. You know, the his revolution, but peaceful. And I just, he just, it's just part of who he is, right? To be impacted so much and just don't want to make the world, you know, a better place. You know, we say that all the time, and we know the art is a great part of that. But just learning and trying to educate people, and you know, speaking before Congress, and spreading the word, spreading the message. But just being his truest self, and you know, that's wonderful. You know, I think that's really, I think it's really important. You know, knowledge is one of the things that you know is available to you know many of us, right? You know, we can't all go to the the big fancy schools and all all of the the academies and what have you. But you know, we all have access to the public library, and you know, the internet has become a really powerful tool. And obviously, that's you know, you could argue that's still not accessible to everybody and you know, that's true but I just think that the accessibility levels whatever they were previously have increased and you can argue that you know it's made people more powerful some folks more dangerous but I just think it's really important to, to be to be well informed and we don't get too political on here I think you can you know read between the lines of where you know we fall you know I think that it's pretty obvious, and we're not trying to hide that. But I just think that, you know, during these times, I think it's really important that whether or not we agree or disagree, that we try to do so with information and with knowledge that is as verified as it can be. And I always, the one thing I always ask is just, you know, do you have a, a link to that story or that article where that fact is from? Not to put somebody on blast or, you know, not to be a, footnote you know like when you're doing your papers in high school and you get the you didn't yeah you didn't probably uh and it i'm not sure that word is but you know reference the material i think it's just as important to to have that because i i like to believe that you know that while i have strong beliefs that i'm open to them evolving because i had to get to that feeling i had to you know evolve to that sense of feeling or those ideas and so I just think it's really important. So I just wanted to, you know, publicly, you know, commend Matt for, for what he's doing and his his passion. It, it re- really resonated with me. And uh, like I said, Batman is a robot. So let's get back into it. You're listening to Matthew Mays. Don't fuck his name up. It's only one T M A T H E W M A Y E S on Instagram, Black Lung Brewing, BlackLungBrewing.com. And now we're going to tell you where the Black Lung Brewing came from. You ready? I'm ready. 16OZ Canvas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a review. 
Drop us a line. I'm AJ, AJ16OZCanvas.com. It's that simple, folks. Let's get back into it. Episode 147. It is not a prime number. Divisible by 7, 21, 3, and there might be a few other ones. But anyway, let's do this. Here we go. 49, 3 times 49. What is the significance I, I'm not sure if you were helped with the help with the logo or not, but what's the significance of the the name of the brewery? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I, I I did the logo and uh, the <laughs> so he had a his, this whole push with this brewery and everything is kind of partially inspired by his grandfather, and his grandfather worked a long time in uh, coal mines and stuff, and. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's where the whole black line inspiration came from was from coal mining and this kind of thing and you know obviously and uh, but uh, when he and I were in the band we it was a very uh, Yellowhead was a very tool esque kind of band and so I uh, really liked the whole transcendental uh, metaphysical kind of third eye kind of thing and I wanted to find some way to incorporate the lungs and the hops. So uh, I made the, the lungs themselves are hops and the, like the, the leaf is the heart and he's got a third eye. And, and I wanted it to be like an anatomical cutaway, you know, so that it was plain what it was. I didn't want it to be confusing. Either. And uh, I'm really pleased with the way it turned out. It looks great on a shirt and people seem to like it. Yeah, I think any, yeah, any lo- strong logo that looks good in black and white. I mean, on a black T-shirt. If your logo doesn't work on a black T-shirt, then I think you have to go back to the mm-hmm. back to the drawing board. That's kind of like for me. That's like the you, know, you see all these different folks doing the different levels of uh, design and creativity. It's like just put that thing on a black T-shirt. If it doesn't work, then you just go back and you know start yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the key, the cir- especially a circle badge, pocket T-shirt. Like that's kind of like that's kind of the the foundation for you know a good a good, a good logo. Absolutely, and uh, and we have like the simplified version of it that just takes the you know the text and just part of it, you know. So it's like it makes a good shirt, like the full logo on the front, and then the the smaller one across the middle of the back, and it's sharp looking. There we go. That's Black Lung Brewing in uh, Gray's Lake, Illinois. You can follow along with them on Instagram, Black Lung Brewing, BlackLungBrewing.com. We're talking to Mr. Matthew Mays, M A T. M A Y E S. How many times do you get your Matthew spelled with two T's? How many times do I get butchered? Uh, like every time ever. You know, like uh, when I got my associate's degree, the uh, you know when you graduate and you walk across the stage, they ask you for a card and they make you handwrite it out so that you know they're like, oh, well, he wrote this down. He must know what he's talking about. But they still misspelled it on my on my <laughs> diploma. And uh, it's like somebody looked at the card and was like, no, no, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's got two keys in it, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I get my last name spelled wrong all the time. And then when I was applying to universities because of my, my full name, I was getting I was getting a lot of miss. And then I, I think recently one packet we got that for something they spelled my name wrong five four or five different ways in one in one package so everyone was doing it differently it was like k-e-i <laughs> k-i-e k-i-e-r-a-n-s k-i-r-n-a-n-a-s e-i yeah it was it was it's the big joke in our house my wife's last name is five five letters and it's really easy 
and she's a school teacher. So we just, she was been, you know, and so she was like, I, she, she didn't take my name because she was like, my name is pretty easy to, no one messes it up. So she kind of jokes that she didn't take my name because of the, the way people butcher it all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So, so, uh, let's, Let's see. Let's see. So, what do you? What do you? What's your your kind of your day to day like? You you're you. I mean, you've mentioned that you're an engineer. You've also mentioned you're you're getting your doctorate. You're politically active. I mean, what? Give us a little bit. I mean, and you got a three year old now, so it's definitely a crazy time over there. What's uh? What's your yeah. you know, kind of what's your uh? What's your typical week? Your your, your kind of your, your your grind like? What's going on over there? Oh uh, well, so uh. Uh, I'm an engineer. I design uh, systems. Kind of crazy, you know. Even just folks paying on time and what have you. So, but that's uh, that's good to know about tattoos. I have a few few guests have done tattoos. I should just I should just line a bunch of you guys up and get get all the work I've been meaning to get done you know, done. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I'm a, I'm just afraid once I, like you were saying you're covered everywhere. I got all I have is a, my son's footprints from my my oldest. He's a premium. Mm-hmm over my heart and now, now I'm like I want to get this I want to get, I'm from Philadelphia so I have like this whole Eagle yeah, yeah. Philly Liberty Bell scene I want to do like it's just mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go from like having none to having like you know a quarter full sleeve in, in, a, in a year from now that sounds good man that uh, I know my, my son was uh, premature by a couple months and uh, scared the crap out of us I oh. He's a, oh yeah. I would. I would not. I would not wish on anybody. The only thing I would say is the NICU nurses were amazing. So when he did finally come home, as a mm-hmm. parent, you would appreciate this. Like he was on a he was on a schedule like no one's business. Like it was. Yeah. I'd be like. At, I could literally be like like in a, like a movie. Like at seven o three, he's gonna fall asleep and be like boom. Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> and there right. Because when you have when you have a half dozen a dozen nurses. You know, around the clock, two, three at a time. You know, looking after him, he. You know, it was that was the only part that was you know was great about it. But we always just say that we got an extra two months with him that we weren't expecting, and all things you know, we hope happen for a reason. And you know, and uh, yeah, but yeah. So I, I got those. Those my first, and now I want to get a whole. Now my but my my other son is like, when are you getting when are you getting a tattoo for me, Dad? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to get a bunch yeah. of feet. I, I don't want to get a bunch of feet all over me. So. I'm trying to find a few. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The 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 youngest has on his back. He's his birthmark. And if you you know the the Harry Potter movies, you know they have the um the, uh, yeah. the Marauder's map, and it looks it looks literally exactly like a Marauder's map uh, footprint from those you know from that from you know what Harry found. So we're we're thinking maybe we'll do that. Get them like a bunch of you know tied in. There's a good quote that ties into that. Maybe get that with like his feet as like the you know as the the footsteps, but it's this crazy yeah it's this crazy birthmark. We always like show up like we, we forget that he's like a human sometimes. We're like you gotta see this birthmark and like just pull his shirt up. And he's, yeah. like, he's like Dad, what are you doing? I'm like oh sorry dude yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. He has a person tied to his shirt right yeah so we do that and yeah it's really uh yeah that's the yeah, that's how we've been trying to figure out which which ones to get next is the kind of the, the personal the personal tie-in so i think that'll be our next one next time i'm at next time i'm in wisconsin i'll i'll, I'll get i'll uh i'll have you do me up yeah man so whatever we decide oh that would be awesome yeah so um as a uh 
you know, your guy who works for a brewery, what kind of, are you a beer, are you, are you a beer drinker? Or was this, I mean, do you like, were you in the craft beer thing before you, you were uh, teamed up with, uh, with Black Long or is just one of the perks? Uh, not really. Well, like I always, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a whiskey drinker. I, I much prefer whiskey to Baker's Quaker, I guess. I, I, I don't set out to drink, you know, like regularly. And I don't just drink beer like, you know, on the side or anything like that. But I do have uh, a, a great appreciation for craftsmanship, you know, and, and somebody who applies a great deal of uh, conscious effort to developing something and and uh, everything. It's just as Josh is my friend, you know, and seeing him develop these beers and they all taste great. Like I had, I had one that I was like, oh, what the, you know, uh, one of my favorite designs is uh on um, No Talent Ass Clown. And uh, it's uh, one of the beers. It's just a weird looking clown that I did for the front of it. But it's a dark chocolate and raspberry stout. And man, it's good. Like, <laughs> just sit around and drink that all the time. Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? You're like, what? What what kind of beer is this? And then you find it. Yeah. You're like, I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I'm still like that. And somebody's like, you got to try this. And it's like, you read the description. I'm just like, how did, how did somebody think that was a good idea? It's like, all right. I'm yeah. The, like the, your what hurts that I was talking about earlier, man, it's, the, it's a, a, you know, coffee style. And I drink my coffee black. I like, you know, just, I, I'm a fan of bitter taste. Obviously, I like whiskey and everything. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and man, that that's another good one. The coffee flavor is just perfect on. Uh, I just I like uh, I like creativity. I like people doing stuff that's not normal. Oh yeah, you're you're not a normal man, Matt. Which we like, yeah. And I think that's I think that's kind of cool though. That, like the fact that you actually wouldn't consider yourself to be a craft beer person, but that that I always say. If you tell me a couple of things you do like, like you're saying, like all oh, the coffee, the bitterness, and the whiskey, like I can, I'm pretty good. I can, I can spot or I can find a, a beer, quote unquote beer. I mean, it could be a sour, it could be something else that you don't think of as a beer, but uh, that you'd like. And you know, give me, give me three or four, three or four sips, and I think I can, not sips, but like you know, instances, and I think I can, I can get you because even just what people people drink normally, it's like, oh, I don't really like craft beer. I only like Miller Lite. I only like this kind of beer. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah. I can get you a much better version of that type of beer. And so that's always been mm-hmm. kind of fun to, to kind of do that and turn people on. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Right? It's like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, well, no, you do, but you just like it in a shittier version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been drinking the watered down version. You're right. Even whiskey, it's like, oh, I don't like. I don't really like whiskey. I like this. I like that. No, you just like yeah. bad whiskey. You just gotta, you know, you gotta yeah. sit back and relax and let yeah. it breathe a little bit. And not, you know, doing a doing a sh- chaser shot is not a being a whiskey drinker, right? Mm. Yeah, no, no. I, I take mine neat. I I really got a. Uh, there's this one bar. I, I don't think it's open anymore, but. Uh, Ordered uh, some Buffalo Trace, which is one of my favorite kinds of whiskey and uh, bourbon. Or, uh, and uh, it came in like a little round glass that was suspended above a candle, so it was warming it, you know. And man, that was good. I like uh, I like my whiskey warm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think it's. Uh, I had it uh <clears throat> A colleague or client for a while and he was from he was from scotland so he would just like every time we would have these like client quote-unquote meetings he would go and he gave me like the the history of it you know we would work up to the different blends and what have you and it was just uh 
it was just nice because you could ask a bunch of dumb questions. And you know, sometimes I think, especially in beer, it becomes kind of, there's a level of like, I don't think it's intended, but some folks have a level of like pretentiousness that is like pretty terrible. And I don't think they mean yeah. to. And so mm-hmm. it's like from, there's like the huge gap from the, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the macro level Anheuser-Busch type beer to the super craft beer. But most folks are like kind of in the middle. And so if they feel like they can't ask questions, I think it gets like super, I don't know. They just yeah, feel like uh, this guy's like a dick. The unknown is always the greatest enemy. Yeah. Because yeah, I just think that. that like, okay, I, I think that if people feel safe, they can ask questions. <clears throat> and I mean, a lot of my interviews, I don't know shit about what they're talking about. And I just ask like the most gra- granular level, like noob questions and, if I'm if I made to, I, those are some of the best episodes where I'm just like I'm going to ask questions that I maybe should know or don't know or whatever, but let, talk to me. And so I don't know. I just think that that especially with with stuff like that, people I think a lot of people are just missing out because when you're young, you like I, I have this many bucks. How many how many how many beers can we get? Not you know how, right? a, a pack of the beast, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, we used to rock the yeah the we, right. We rocked the beast in high school. I remember one time. Getting a case of forties, it was like fourteen bucks. It was twelve four. Like that just tells you how bad that like it was. Yeah, it was like twelve bottles, twelve forty. Yeah, it was like twelve forties for like fourteen dollars. And I never. I mean, I've gotten sick before, but that was like, it was awful. But it was like okay, you literally yeah, you just like push it over the counter. Like I got this many dollars. What can I get? Like people aren't drinking that because they're like, oh yeah, that's my favorite. It's like no, that's a quantity, well over quality times six move right there. Yeah, I used to drink those uh, whiskey. Uh, I drink those five-dollar pints of, you know, Old Crow or uh, Club Four Hundred. Or... You remember? Oh, yeah, you like remember. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we had a, a buddy in college who would drink. Uh, it was called Dubra vodka, and it was like a handle was the same. Pro- it was like really cheap, and it was never. He was never being like, "Oh, this is my favorite flavors." It was like, "No, I have to put a ton of." Uh, yeah. Other stuff in here to hide <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You 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 take the paint off your car. You could do you know do all sorts of stuff with it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's all I think yeah, it's all part of the I think it's all part of the story. You know, you kind of uh, reprioritize what's important. And I think just you know, which I think is a big place where we are is just as a country right now. I think people are just kind of re reevaluating what's really important to them and their communities. And so. It's uh, it's yeah, it's 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 really helpful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, the government and uh, everything, society at large, is a reflection of the individual in a lot of different ways. And so, as we come to maybe reevaluate, you know, like all these words, you know, like the, you know, what is a Democrat or a Republican or or an independent or any of these things, we don't, we just assume, you know, that this is what you know, just like for the beer, or it's like, oh, this is just to get drunk. It's not. Or we shouldn't look at the subtleties of it, you know. And, uh, but it's not just to get drunk. It, it serves a purpose. Everything serves a purpose. And, um, so we can reflect on what maybe the, the microscopic levels of things are and say that, uh, oh, there are policies and, and, uh, different aspects of these things that make them worth further considering rather than simply giving into them as a vice or a method mm-hmm. control or whatever. Yeah. And also, I think that, uh, you can, it's, it's always good to find a common jump-off point. You're probably sitting next to somebody at the bar or the brewery having the same drink. 
and being you know and telling different stories but if you step back and kind of find that and recalibrate it you know to I think we're having a hard time now just uh, having even just kind of that base level discussion with people. So I think that I found a lot of times, you know, folks aren't going to run away. They order that beer, their drink, and as long as you're respectful, you can have a good conversation because you at least have both have that 10 to 20 minutes, depending how long it takes you to, to drink it, where you're not just going to be like, well, fuck this guy. I'm out of here. You're like, I paid for my drink. I'm going to sit here yeah. and, you know, and you don't always, you know, make interesting uh Bar bar fellows. I was gonna say bed fellows, but bar fellows and uh, and, and uh, <laughs> well, it sometimes leads to that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So, you you um, let me. This is a nerdier question, but when you're saving your files or just organizing things, in, you know, in general, do you have certain naming conventions that you use? <laughs> actually yeah uh i kind of uh so i don't know maybe it's spill over from my job you know like because uh, uh we have uh whenever we work on something we have date folders every day we just copy the previous day's folder and then give it a new date you know and then whatever the name is will be within the date folder and then you can kind of check in and look at you know, progress that I'm making or things that I've changed and we can work on direction together in that way. Uh, it's a, yeah, so I definitely have a kind of a system, you know, it's like, and if we change something, I'll, I'll read it, you know, and like there's prefixes and suffixes. and <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's kind of a nerdy naming convention. <laughs> Yeah, have to Ner- give like a ten-minute spiel on it. <laughs> yeah, nerdy the better, and I like the nerdier ones because yeah, I think my, mine's pretty yeah. elaborate. So yeah, we use European dates, we Camelback them, underscores, no spaces, name, mm-hmm. date, yeah, version, yeah. you know, whip or final, and you know, the, it's uh, it mm-hmm. works for me. I found I don't know if I organize better, but I find at least from like a indexing searching perspective, it, it, it definitely uh, it definitely helps. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's uh, everything when everything's so digital. It's like uh, being able to navigate and uh, you know have an uh, understanding, you know, what is where, especially when you're collaborating with people. It's uh, much better because I have <laughs> my computer is so uh, inundated with files, and because I have like my book that I've been writing for a long time, and I've got it in like and all the different. Uh, uh, my schoolwork, all the different soldiers that have to do voluntary work and stuff like that. I have to volunteer for certain things and um, I have to work in certain communities and I have to keep up with all these documents and all the stuff to verify that I've done these things. And so I try to be pretty diligent in my organizational skills. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to do it for one or two things. And so you have a, uh... You've got me beat. You've got me beat there for for sure. <laughs> no competition here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah, good. Good answer, man. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> now, uh, it's one of our last questions. So it's, this is much. I, I'm curious, given you're moving from Alabama to uh, Wisconsin for music. Uh, my former life, I was a, a DJ. What kind of uh, what kind of music are you listening to and do you use music when you're, you know, are you listening to music when you're creating or do you need like a, an ambiance? What, what's mm-hmm. the, what's the vibe like over there at, uh, at Maze Studios? 
Uh, well, I, I do when I'm working. I tend to listen to classical, my piano. Uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, is Eric Sadie or Satie. Uh, he does uh, the Gymnopaedy is one of my favorites, and uh, I can listen to that on repeat for hours on end. And uh, I, but I also do depending on the mood or the vibe. Uh, listen to my fair share of Corn and Tool, and one of my favorite artists of all time is uh, Tom Waits. He's I listen to a broad variety of things. Mm-hmm. Ella Fitzgerald, and uh, you know, so anything from blues to rock, and I do do sprinkle some rap in there every now and then. I like the Outcast, and uh, I like pretty much anything except for pop or country. I don't care much for country. Anything that's written. Uh, to produce money instead of for expression, uh, pretty much on board with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, do you have certain stuff you listen to when you're depending on what work you're doing, or just uh, do you, are you always just kind of? I mean, yeah. you sing a music man like myself. You're always probably just listening. I have like a tremendous amount, like a, a tremendous volume of uh, in my library, uh, and so I just shuffle it. You know. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we, we've been trying to build up a, a catalog or a playlist of all the, the art from the, the previous guests to do, you know, like 16-ounce radio. So I think we're definitely going to try to do a better job of that this uh, this year. Yeah, um, I know, like I said, uh, when, I'm, when I'm drawing uh, and like and I'm in the earlier stages, I really prefer uh, the classical, like a, Eric Satie, uh, he's really awesome, and I listen to that a lot when I'm developing ideas, you know. But then, like, when I'm painting or something, I might want something with words, uh, you know, something that'll kind of commingle with what I'm going for. Mm. There you go. There you go. All right, cool. So, uh, last question. What's uh, What can we expect from uh, Mr. Matthew Mays 2020? It's a, it's a political year, so it's probably a... Let the revolution yeah. begin peacefully. Uh, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. what what do you uh, what do you got going? What's uh, what's next for you? Wisconsin's a big state well, in, the, uh, in the in the big election coming up. Yeah, uh, it is huge. Um, organizing, canvassing, phone banking for Bernie, and um, just fighting a good fight, uh, trying to <laughs> help people to understand that like healthcare is a human right and. That uh, education. Uh, one thing that really gets me is that uh, you know, Frederick Douglass uh, says, uh, "Knowledge makes man and un- uh, makes man unfit to be a slave." And uh, so, to me, keeping someone from education by any means, especially by money, is uh, is a form of slavery. And I think that everyone needs to come to this realization. So I try to push that. Uh, uh, just to organize politically. I'm going to keep working on my doctorate, and it's just uh, a lot of stuff to do all the time. And <laughs> uh, there's like so much reading, you know. Like, <laughs> so I'll be reading a great deal, <laughs> and uh, I'll be producing a lot more art for the Black Lung Brewery. My good friend Josh, and we're going to keep moving forward on that. I don't see any sign that that's going to stop anytime soon. <laughs> I'm gonna be raising my little boy. He's a turd. <laughs> yeah, 
Now, with he's that, got, since we've been on the phone, he's now put like 10 pairs of socks and four different un- pairs of underwear on. He's wearing them all at the same time. Oh, good. I, I, my son is six. He does that all the time. So I, I can't tell you it's going to end. He, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's no, yeah, it snowed recently and he came down. It's like, I'm ready. And I was like, what? It was like shorts and pants. It was, I don't know. Have you seen that Friends episode where he wears all of uh, Chandler? Joey wears all of Chandler's clothes. And it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> Like to screw him over, and he's like, uh, do, he's like, I'm doing, he's like doing lunges. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So in that vein, though, as, as a father, how has that changed your perspective and kind of, you know, your your art and your 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 passions and whatnot? You know, I know how it's changed me personally, but you know, how has that impacted, you know, the uh, how you see things? It's impacted me a great deal because, like, uh, when I was. Growing up, uh, a lot of my subject matter was uh, quite typically, like, disturbing. You know, I was a medic in the Air Force, and, like, you know, saw some gruesome stuff every now and then, and so I would draw that a lot and uh, draw things that were disturbing. Uh, I liked that kind of stuff. Uh, dark art, I guess. And uh, But since I've had children, I, I want to kind of be better at all different subject matters, and I really started looking at things as more of a, composition rather than a subject and so like even the style like the way i approach my drawings when i first start i I lay in stuff a lot more than i start to work on the detail you know and and also really my huge shift in my political ideology came after the birth of my first son who's 12 Uh, he uh uh i just see that the planet and everything is going in a direction that I don't know will be good for him when he's old enough. And so I just feel like, I was like, well, I got to do something. And I don't think anybody else is doing enough. Uh, it doesn't seem like somebody is, but, you know, it seems like back then we all thought we were alone in the fight, and now we're all together. So it's a lot better that way. Amen to that. <clears throat> well, Matt, I really appreciate you uh, being flexible when we made this made this happen. Look forward to <clears throat> sharing the story and uh yeah hopefully we can get some beers together in 3d someday oh yeah man sounds like a good plan uh just let me know like you know if you still need anything else from here or if the noise in the background is too much or anything no i'd see every episode is is a good uh insight and picture to who we are as people and so i think it's fine your son is uh He's back. we've had uh people doing city streets around the highways and he's fine it adds a level of uh just kind of your your story, what you're doing, and uh, if there's any segments that are when I re- listen back that we need to recut, you know, we'll do that. But I've uh, been doing this long enough; I, I think we're fine. But uh, if you need anything, help promoting or anything like that, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, you're part of the you're part of the crew now, so uh, we'll definitely continue to promote you and Black Long as much as we can. All right, I appreciate it so much, brother. Thanks for the opportunity, and I look forward to hearing your final yeah. version. Thanks for all you do, man. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I think it's really important that we have to roll up our sleeves and be, you know, be passionate people. And I'm, uh, we'll see what tomorrow, tomorrow starts a, a new chapter. We'll see what the call, Iowa brings us and we'll, we'll go from there. Yes, sir. All right, my All friend. Right, well, thanks again, man. All right. Talk to you soon, sure. Matt. All right. Cool. Later, buddy. And there you have it, folks. Episode 147 is officially in the books featuring Matthew Mays, 
Black Lung Brewing, 16-ounce canvas. Who would have thought that I would be such a shit show? But it is what it is. It happened. We'll be interested to keep up and keep in touch with Matt and see how how his hard work and what he's up to and just kind of, uh, I think we're going to have to join his his Facebook group and kind of follow along with the the revolution in a peaceful way. Hopefully you're enjoying this one. Like I said, Matthew with one T, don't spell it with two. Nothing personal to all you double T Matthews out there. But just like, just like all the different beers and labels and designs, we are all unique. M-A-T-H-E-W-M-A-Y-E-S on Instagram. Black Lung Brewing, sound it out, spell it out, three words, Black Lung Brewing. And then slap it.com there on the end or just go, just go strip down and go in the IG see what they're up to as well. So we really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you participating. It was a good episode. Got a little, you know, got the kids in there, storytelling, career, military, hard work, passionate, creative, and just continue to, you know, to push forward and, you know, look at things big picture. So Matt is an inspiring dude. He's good people. I do feel if we get together and drink whiskey, that he'll probably drink me under the table, but we might get to hear that Bama accent out in full swing. Maybe do some song singing and just uh, howling at the moon. But we look forward to it. We look forward to our next adventure, and we look forward to our next adventure with you and you and you. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, available wherever podcasts are. I was going to say sold, but if you're paying for this and you're not throwing me some love, what the fuck? We still have some glasses available on the merch, so feel free to reach out for that. But just do us a favor. Click on the stars, leave the reviews, and tell the friends. So until next week, we thank you, we thank you, and we thank you.